Hello and welcome to You Uplifted, the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their potential and power. My name is Safa and I am your host. I am an intuitive healer as well as a women's health and wellness life coach and I am so delighted that you are with me today. If you are a first-time listener. The show focuses on topics ranging from how to manifest our business goals to how to clear our chakras and ground deep into our intuition to how we can fully heal core wounds and set boundaries for ourselves and so much more. The goal is for us to come together and share in these wonderful, powerful tools and techniques and experiences that can help us all to truly step into our power and become uplifted once again. Today, I have the wonderful honor of sharing an interview that I conducted via Zoom with the one and only Amber Alexis. Now, Amber is a business and marketing mentor, and she focuses on helping female coaches master marketing and sales to attain their soulmate clients, to devote themselves in full to their passion using the streamlined method that is implemented in both her signature offers, Impact and Monetize Accelerator, and Scale and Elevate Academy. Her mission is to make sure that no woman ever settles and creates a life and business that they love and are passionate about. Again, Amber joins me via Zoom for this call, and I think you are going to enjoy it thoroughly. We talk about manifestation and what it means and doesn't mean, where we can fall into some misconceptions, and how this can help us make our businesses thrive. As a gentle warning and disclaimer to my listeners, we are grown-ups having a grown-up conversation, so language advisory is in place, and we did have a little bit of a snafu with the Zoom audio, so apologies for that and for my little chimey dog in the background, but I really think that you're going to enjoy the interview so, so much. Amber is amazing, and without further ado, here is Amber. All right, welcome to the show, everyone, and welcome, Amber. How are you doing today? Hey, doing well, doing well. I'm so happy that you were able to join me for this call today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. And I can't wait to get started. So why don't we just get right on with it? <laughs> yeah, figure it <laughs> out. Would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and the work that you do and how you help women really build into their businesses and fire up their passion? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So my name is Amber Alexis, um, but Amber is fine. I am a business and marketing mentor, uh, but I definitely bring in so much more than just strategy and practical into all of my programs because I personally believe in order to really enhance and grow into like that six figure CEO, you have to do that inner work, right? So I make sure that I teach all of my clients, not only the marketing and sales, funnels and all that fun stuff, but also learning how to like truly embody their like goddess, their CEO and dive into like truly bringing in the energetics into their business mm-hmm. and knowing that they're like always supported by the universe. You know, that really is my mission is to make sure that all women 
are complete boss babes and they do not settle at all. Like as long as I'm here, no one's going to settle and they're just going to be complete badasses living the life that they truly love and adore. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I think that that was one of the things that resonated with me the most whenever you and I first got in touch with one another was I could feel that passion. I could feel that sense of awareness in you. And I could see that what you were really trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but what you were trying to say is, yes, we can all be badass boss babes, but we've got to be willing to sit down, do the work, do the shadow work, and then fully embody our inner strength so that then we can create something powerful and then we can attract and manifest things to us that are going to then benefit everybody else around us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You have to be willing to do that shadow work. You have to be willing to like dive deep and like debunk everything that is no longer you, but is like holding you back from being your truest self, you know? Oh my gosh, boy, do I ever. And it's so (laughs) funny because on the very surface level, it seems like that would be so easy to do, right? Right. You know, like everybody says that, and I actually just posted on this recently, Uh, about the concept of letting go and how oftentimes we misperceive that or misuse that in trying to empower one another. And we miss the mark by saying things like, oh, just let go of it, move on, which the spirit is there. And I think that the energy is in the right place, but it feels very dismissive because how it lands, it lands almost as if it's invalidating, you know, what you're going through, the shadow you're inhabiting, this space that you're feeling very uncomfortable with, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to move past it and go on. But the truth is the shadow work, the deal of really stepping into those spaces in full presence, in full awareness, in complete vulnerability and grace and surrender takes so much courage and it's so important and it takes time. And sometimes that means that we're going to be in that space for a little longer than maybe we might want to be. But once we do that, then we're able to look back and say, I'm the author of my life and I'm the one who gets to choose who comes in, who doesn't, what comes in, what doesn't. And sure as hell, like you said, I am not going to settle down or settle ever, 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 ever. And I love that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, and it's such a big part of business, you know, like, um, a lot of the times in business, we think that things come very quickly, but it's, it's the opposite. I mean, you can have very quick wins. You know, I have clients who, you know, are go full time within three months, but you know, they still have to do so much inner work, even if they're full time, like even if the income is there, like the inner work still needs to be done, you know? like that doesn't reflect you like not doing that inner work because it's going to come up time and time again. Um, so you really overcome it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important message for us to know as well, because perhaps it's part of the social media world that we live in, or perhaps it's the narrative that we've been told in terms of, well, if you put your mind to it, you'll achieve it. Um, but I feel as though a lot of us think that simply wishing on a star is going to make things happen. And very often we come across this lack of awareness and this lack of presence around what's really going on within that work. And the fact that, like you said, sometimes even if you've done the hustle, you're where you want to be, you've achieved your goals, but guess what? 
you're still a human being living this life, which means that you still have inner work to do. You still have shadow to play with. You still have a lot of healing that you can do. There's a lot of transformation still to come. You're going to be a different person in the next couple of minutes than you were just a couple of minutes ago. And so yeah. there's all of this continuous fluctuation. And I love that. I fully believe that everything in the universe is in a constant state of flux and fluidity. And to me, that's beautiful because what it means is that everything is in a constant state of creation, regeneration, empowering. And so it just is this beautiful symphony of, sure, we've healed this and this lesson has been quote unquote learned, but guess what? Flip the page and it's maybe the same lesson, but just the other side of the coin. And now we got to relearn it in a different way and it's presenting itself from a different angle. So how do we look at that? or dealing with inner core wounds that we have really cemented a lot of foundational stories behind or that we've assigned very deep matter to that potentially could be keeping us from what our true growth is going to be. So there's a constant to me, there's a constant growth, there's a constant developmental phase, and there's that constant need to keep evolving, never stop, always keep doing the work, always show up. And that's where, to me, you start to see a lot of the movement and a lot of the growth, even if that growth and movement doesn't look the way that you want it to, or even if it's stalling a little bit, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah. There's always growth and there's always new things to learn and expand. And I feel like the universe is always like looking out for you. Like always at the end of the day, it's always a good thing that's coming. Yes, 100%. And I love that because there's two things that you and I got to talking about before the show. And one of them was the idea of not settling. I love that because that's so important. And I do feel that us as women, we have a tendency to do that way more frequently. Yes. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's because we've been taught to be good, you know, the good little girl. And we've kind of stayed within that story frame in our own minds. And a lot of times that means that we have to sacrifice ourselves always yeah. to put everybody else ahead of us. Not that there's anything inherently wrong with that. And believe me when I say I'm the first person to do that actually, usually, yeah. but it's we're also, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> I said we're, we're givers. Like, you know, we're naturally like biologically givers, like, you know, so that's our tendency, like give to others, like, and not receive something why I got into this space because women need to learn how to receive. Yeah. Gift and nurture and put everybody else ahead of you. And the funny thing is that the inherently sacred nature of the divine feminine is both. It's a giver as, as well as a receiver. That's why it embodies that imagery of the chalice, right? It can take in, but it also can give. And that's the balance that I think we're trying to look for where that space is important to me in terms of settling. Because if you're just letting something or someone else kind of bulldoze over your own passions, your own dreams, your own needs, wants, thoughts, boundaries, and you're settling because you're letting theirs kind of go ahead of yours, then we're getting into a space where things could just not only stagnate, but completely peter off and disease yeah exactly and that we just have to stay aware of that and I think like honestly as women I think the biggest thing is just we have to understand that we are just as deserving you know and beyond deserving like 
you know, we just, we are able to have everything we desire. And when we do have everything we desire, we're able to help everyone we love and adore even more, you know, like not the opposite. Like, it's not like I get, so now like my other, my family can't get, no, it's like I get, and now I'm able to like give even further, you know, that's how I see. And that's how I help my clients kind of view it instead of feeling like selfish or guilty or all shameful of receiving, which is a very common thing for women. It's like, no, I'm abundant and I'm going to be using my gifts and what I receive to live my best life and also help others live their best life too. Absolutely. And then there's that sharing element to it as well, you know, because we're able to embody those spaces so freely and with so much awareness and presence when we do get to do that and acknowledge the fact that it's not selfishness, but awareness, Mm -hmm. then we're able to allow other people to thrive just just as much as we're thriving. And it's that sharing. I think it also goes hand in hand with what we're going to talk about next, which is manifesting. And we'll get there. We'll get there, I promise, because it's like Mm -hmm. my biggest, (laughs) it's one of my biggest topics of choice. And I know yours as well. Yeah. So we'll get there. But first, I think the reason I was saying that goes hand in hand is in terms of sharing. Very often we feel because I think we've settled so much and in so many different ways. And we've been also taught that there can only be almost like one, let's call it one lollipop, (laughs) you know, (laughs) for everybody. Then we get the sense that sharing is not even feasible and that if we do, it's going to take away from us when in truth, uplifting one another and empowering one another and helping each other through things is so much more energizing and it calls so much more prosperity and healing to us than doing the opposite would. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then it just, it really does. Uh, I love that you called it the lollipop that. I'm like picturing just like one lollipop. And I think that's something that once we shift it, once we start realizing that it's not like that at all, it's like that lollipop can turn into like 10 lollipops and you know, those 10 can turn into like 20 and a hundred, et cetera. Like that's how like it ripples, right? When we start Mm -hmm. receiving, we start getting, like we're able to just share our gifts continuously um, with everyone. Like you don't know who you're going to impact. And that's kind of what I always tell my clients. It's like by you not stepping into like who you are, by you not doing the work and doing all that, like you're not only doing yourself a disservice, but you're also doing people that you are bound to help and like bound to hear your message as a service, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a little bit of that has to do with the fact that we're so tied into our fear, fear Mm -hmm. of you. You've heard this, I'm sure before from many different people, but the imposter syndrome, you know, what if I, what if I show up and then I get called, you know, a loser or they see that I'm a fraud or whatever. Yeah. There's all of this, there's all of this self-doubt because we haven't fully learned how to step into our true rooted power. We haven't really understood that we are not just the universe embodied, but that we have life within us and our life meaning really you're not pretending you're not like you know faking to be this amazing person you are this amazing person yeah and so from that space you move through and once you allow yourself to see the fear for what it is which is based off of a story then you're able to step into it with and it's funny because we step into the fear and still feel it but we don't let it control us Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I really think that imposter syndrome is, like you said, um, 
it's society, it's other people's more than our own belief. Cause I really do think like, we don't, we don't truly believe that. Like I, it's just like feeling judged by society and feeling judged by, you know, X, Y, Z, like my friend Karen from high school or whatever. Um, like feeling judged by that, but like truly we know deep inside that we're really powerful. And I think that's what we're really afraid of more than, more than being judged. It's like, I really know I'm really powerful and I'm really scared to step into that power because Mm -hmm. I'm scared to, I guess, overshine other people. I think that's like a a big thing. So we like to like keep ourselves small and keep ourselves just safe and like that good girl, you know, like you said in the beginning, I think that's a big thing with imposter syndrome um, that I continuously see. I'm like, and I want to like release that because you you have to fucking step into your power, excuse me, but you have to step into your power and you have to step into like, you know, your amazing universal self, you know? Wow. Yeah. I love that you put it that way. And mm, I can already see, and this is probably the third or fourth time I've said this to someone who's come on the show, but I can already see where we're going to need to re like regather and talk about this more at length because our intention today for today's show was to talk about manifesting and how that helps us in our businesses and in our lives and how there's a bit of, um, I don't want to say there's like a miss information but like a miscommunication like in the way that we say that manifesting should work to how manifesting actually works True. <laughs> that we need to take a look at but we definitely if we have time we'll circle back to this in a little bit but talk to us a little bit about how you address the idea of manifesting with your own clients when it comes to their businesses and we'll we'll take it from there okay cool so it depends on what we're doing, right? So are they, are we manifesting like one-on-ones? Are we manifesting a great launch? Are we, what, depending, right? But let's say in general, they're, what I talk about with them is staying in that like belief of it has already occurred. It has already happened. Mm -hmm. And when things occur, like when you have doubts, when you have fear, when you have, you know, scarcity thoughts, all, because it's natural, like, everyone thinks that once you like to manifest like those things just automatically disappear and that's not the case at all (laughs) like um on the contrary in the beginning they're like they show up more than ever um because you're not aware of those things so i we really dive into okay like you want this launch to be very successful stay on that vibe of it it already being true like it's already successful it's done and then when things are occurring let's say like you know you're not getting those clients in the first week of your launch like instead of diving into that scarcity or like you feel that scarcity, you, we journal it out and we're like, okay, let's dive into what, why we're, why are we afraid of this? Like, why don't we want this to succeed? Why don't we, why are we afraid to making this happen? Cause that's usually as we, we ourselves are sabotaging that manifestation, right? Like the universe wants things to happen, but we're like, Oh, we're kind of afraid. Like, but we don't see it that way. Right. We see it that like, it's just, oh, people don't don't want to work with me or like my message is not being cleared. But the, the truth is like we are fully in charge. Well, we're fully co-creating and the universe like definitely hears our signals. So that's kind of what I help them do is dive into like, what don't you feel worthy of? Like, why are you not feeling aligned and why are you not feeling that you deserve this launch? Like, what is it that's like holding you back? Essentially, what belief is holding you back from not having that like, business of your dreams or that launch of your dreams or that high ticket client. So we dive into that. And usually once we work into those things and we stay high vibing, that's when we see shifts. That's when I see shifts in all my clients. Like they, they change completely. It just comes from like 
scarcity. And then the next week after we've done the shadow work, they're just like bringing in clients, like, I don't know, it's candy or something like just candy falling. (laughs) And I think it's just understanding that you have to do that shadow work for manifestation and still trust that it's occurring, even though it doesn't feel like it might be occurring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's this concept that I've become more closely connected to over the last couple of years, especially as where like my business has evolved and changed and transmuted so much, right? That it always does, yeah. Yeah, that that is the concept of yes and then, because you... I think where we may fall into a bit of a pitfall when it comes to manifesting, there's a couple of things. I'll I'll actually address one little bit at a time if I can. So the first one is, I think we've been told, oh, all you need to do is get a dream board together, put as many inspiring pictures as you can, look at it every morning, expect it, feel what it's going to be like, blah, 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 visualize, meditate. And then we don't get told that the energetic behind it has to be right. So yeah, example, <laughs> so I mean, all of that's great, but like we need to do the energy. they're so important exactly the energy well it's like say for example that you and I were like dating you know we're like in the early Mm -hmm. early stages of dating or whatever and I'm so enthusiastic but also so fearful to lose you that all of a sudden I become extra clingy I'm constantly calling you I feel very like overprotective or I start like not wanting to let you out of my side it's that's like so it feels almost like suffocating, right? Yeah. And the universe reacts in the same exact way. So if you go at your uh, at your dream board, I was going to say, although I guess that's true, but if you go at your vision board and if you write down in your journal in a very, let's call it thirsty, <laughs> in a very thirsty way, and if you're manic and sort of frantic about it the universe is going to see that energy and it's going to be like wait 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 wait. relax we're just taking things easy where is this going you know yeah so to me that's that's step number one is acknowledging that okay you can do as many vision boards as you want to you can write things down as much as you want to you can in fact do as much magic as you want to, but if your energy isn't in the right spot and if you're not fully grounded into your true power and your true self, it's not going to happen because what you're telling the universe is that what you believe is the opposite. Mm -hmm. Believe in scarcity. You believe that this isn't going to happen. You're scared. You don't want to let it happen. You know that you're going to hold onto it and grip onto it as hard as you possibly can. And to me, There's this example that I use very often when I teach this to my clients and to my students and just to people in general. And that is the idea of, do you remember the story of King Arthur? Like the... Yeah, the Knights of the Round Table. The Knights of the Round Table. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, for the listeners, I have to apologize here for a second. My dog is in here with me today. She normally is not, but she decided to be here and she's deciding to make all kinds of noise. So apologies. (laughs) But the, uh, so, okay, King Arthur, right? He's this little scrawny nobody in the middle of nowhere. And for like days and weeks and months on end, these burly, like super scary looking dudes have been trying to basically yank and force and scream at a sword to come out of a stone, right? 
And here comes Arthur, not a care in the world, seemingly. Very, like I said, scrawny. Nobody yeah. knows who this kid is. He probably lives like out under a bridge somewhere. He's like not right. super groomed or whatever. He comes up to the sword and legitimately just with one hand, right? Just whoop, lifts, yeah. lifts it up and it comes out. And to me, that is the perfect example of how the universe really responds to our energy. If you are grunting at it, if you are grinding your teeth at it, if you are trying to forcibly make it happen, it's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. I think it's like how you should perceive, not that you shouldn't do inspired action and not that you shouldn't do the work because, um, you can. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I think like what, what I always tell my clients, it's like, okay, what would you do if you already had the clients? Like, what would you do? What would you be doing right here right now? If you already had the clients, how would you be feeling if you already had the clients? Like, okay, why are you not doing that? Like, because you don't feel like you have the clients, you don't feel secure. And that means that you're going to perpetually continuously bring that into your energy circle and bring that into your business. Like instead of like, okay, you know what? I know I have a client, so I'm going to take off right quickly and I'm going to, you know, hang out with my family and I'm going to, instead of like grinding into like your life away, like you're going to just trust that the universe is bringing in the right clients and bringing in the people. And of course your inspired action, you do the work, you have to, you know, you have that strategy. Of course, the practical is there, but once you truly believe it in, there's no doubt in your mind, you're not going to be like desperate to make it happen. Mm -hmm. That desperate yes. feeling is just, it, it, you can feel it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can feel it from people, you know? It's palpable. It definitely is. And that brings me to my other two points when it comes to manifestation on this. And that is the second one is going to be that we can't just sit back and wait for it either. Exactly. And that's the other, that's the other side of the coin. We first tend to either be very forceful and desperate and thirsty about it, or yeah. we don't do anything and we think yeah. that, oh, all I have to do is here, I'm going to leave this paper on this rock and it's going to happen. Yeah. And the, yeah, the universe doesn't respond to that either because we, we have to put some action. There's always action, activity, creation that goes involved into the generation of something, anything. And then at the same time, also, it's the knowing that it's, like I said, it's yes and then. Yes, I believe that this has already happened. I step into my power. I infuse it. I do the work to yes. bring it about. And then also I release it because I know that if it isn't this, then it's something better. Okay. Yeah. Love that you said that. Mm -hmm. It's always yeah. something better. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Because so sometimes I think also we get caught up in the idea. Maybe we haven't been taught how to understand what could be translated as rejection in our lives mm. in a positive way. To me, rejection is actually not a horrible, icky, gross thing. To me, it's yeah. a push in the next direction. It's, right. a, it's a gentle movement to the next stage or to the next lane or to the next rung on the ladder, you know, and I don't think that we've, we've really become accustomed to that. I think we take it very personal. So yeah. if we've done all the work of manifesting and then, like you said, the clients don't come, then I'm sure one of the first things you hear is not just the story of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, but oh, these people suck. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's also like we, we attract that, right? If, we're, if we consistently think like, oh, no one in my audience is here to buy from me. No one in my audience 
wants to invest, like we're going to attract those people because we're literally saying that consistently instead of like, you know, the people in my audience are ready to invest in me. And then that we're going to start creating things that, that empower people to invest and that take, make people create, like take action. And I also think it's like, like when, when something rejection as a business owner, you have to be okay with rejection. Like Mm -hmm. if you are not, it's going to be very long, very (laughs) hard, very hard journey. Like it's not for the faint of heart, you know? Um, I, I fully believe that, but I do think that like, you need to understand that rejection also is just like feedback, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's like, okay, like this person, or, you know, I didn't sell out this program or whatever, like, why did this, why didn't this happen? Like, what can I do? What can I pivot? What didn't I feel aligned with? What wasn't like aligned with my value and what I want to bring into my business? Cause that's usually what it is. Like when we start, like what happens usually in a business that we see other people do something and we start implementing without really thinking about how we feel about it, how we are aligned with it. And then we just kind of do it. And then obviously it's not going to give you the same results because because mm-hmm. that's in an aligned way that feels good to you. Um, and that's why you don't get that same result as someone else who got the same results with the same strategy, you know, um, which is why I definitely always work with customizing things for my clients because there's no one is the same. Everyone's different. Every audience is different. Every person is different. Like mm-hmm. and alignment in the universe works differently for every single human. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's an understanding that everything is feedback and like you can only go up from here, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's like I said, it, no, oh my gosh, I love every, everything that you just said resonated so deeply with me because it's absolutely true. Everyone is different and everyone's path is different and how we see the world and understand the world and embody the world is different and unique just to us. Mm-hmm. So to expect one thing to be kind of like a one size fits all, it's, it's a little incongruous. You know, it doesn't really make sense why we go to those levels and to those extremes. But I think part of it has to do with the lack mentality of comparison. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because we have all of this information out there and we're constantly, Oh, but so-and-so did it. And why can't I, does that mean that I'm not as good as so-and-so, et cetera. And it's not about that either. (laughs) It's, it's, I, and I say this probably ad nauseum. <laughs> I, I'm sure at some point when the universe feels like it's time for me to not share this with the audience, I'll stop. But it's about stopping the externalization of our power. Your power doesn't come from anything or anyone outside of yourself. So if you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else and going, oh, but look at how they did it. And I should have been able to have the same results and blah, blah, yeah. blah. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's so that that comparison syndrome. I think it's it's so real for everyone, you know, including myself. I'm I'm not out of that. Like everyone has comparison syndrome, no matter what level you are, no matter where you start. Like, ever, it's a natural human thing for us to compare ourselves, and it's mm-hmm. just constant. It's constant, like coming back to alignment, and coming back to yourself, that removes you from that cycle, mm-hmm. um, as consistently. You know, like that's the difference. Like people do it consistently. And then as you become more and more aware of it, you're just not as consistent and like it creeps up, but it doesn't affect you because you're aware that this is just comparison syndrome and you're just like, oh, well, okay. Amber, like you're still great. Like they're they're doing awesome, but you're still great. It's fine. (laughs) So I think understanding that like, like, for example, I have clients and obviously, you know, I have a certain strategy that works, but I know the difference when it comes to like my client A per se and my client B, like the inner work that my client A is like 
has done is like incredible. You know, she's done the inner work. She's done the shadow work. She's super aligned. She's in flow. So I fully know that this strategy is aligned with her, with my client B we'll do this. We will talk about the strategy, but I know we need to do so much more because she hasn't done the inner work. She hasn't done the shadow work. There's a lot of things holding her back that are going to reflect in her launch, you know, are going to reflect in her pitching. Like, and that's, I think, understanding that and understanding that part of manifestation as well. Like, you know, only because someone teaches you the manifestation to two, two separate people there, you're both not going to have the same exact results at the same time. But over time, yes, you will have the results you want. Like for sure, no doubt. Like the universe is aligning and realigning itself to your new energy. And it comes sometimes within a week, sometimes in months, sometimes in a year, but it, it comes, you know? Yeah. And it sometimes comes in the shape that's best suited for you too, which is oh. part of that same thing to remember. Because you may think that you want that particular goal and it's going to look exactly like this. And if it doesn't look like that, then it's not good enough. And you spend all of this time you know, doing the things that we talked about, thirsty about it, desperate about it, and you can't, you get it obstructed. And then, or let's say you finally do the shadow work, you do the practice, you come back in, you do the healing, you get yourself into a space where you now are where you can attract something beautiful and wonderful for yourself, but the universe decides, yes, but (laughs) yeah, this is what it's going to look like. And that might take you for a spin a little bit because I think again a lot of times we get used to the idea that things have to look a certain way and they have to fit a particular box it's very egoic nature which is fine ego is great it's there to protect you but ego will be like if this doesn't look like this and if I don't have this many people and if they don't fill out these qualities and if I can't get these numbers then it's not worth it but At the same time, what the universe is bringing you after doing all of the work and being sincere and knowing it to be true and attracting it and calling it to you, you manifested it, but you manifested it slightly different, but it's still the same thing. Mm. So it's again, do the shadow work, be present, observe, become a very gentle observer of your life and of yourself because you may be missing it. You may be missing the mark. Gentle is a word right there because... A lot of the time, people, they are way too hard on themselves. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. I was like, you're a human living a human experience or you're a spiritual being living a human experience. Like, you don't need to be that hard on yourself. Like, everything is occurring at the perfect time and the perfect moment. Like, you have to trust Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that, Amber. I really love that. And I think it's crucial, especially as entrepreneurs, the more that we start working by ourselves and for ourselves, of course, the harsher we can become, right? That inner critic then almost cranks up to a thousand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Which is why like, I, I, I don't always have a coach, but I definitely have had multiple coaches as I've grown. And like, it really does help have having that like outside perspective of just like, whoa, you're you need to like relax like you're way too hard and you're like okay yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's always been really really helpful for me definitely as an entrepreneur um it's awesome honestly the entrepreneur life i think i don't think everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur not because it's I, I think anyone can do it, but I don't think it's, it's a route for everyone. And I think that's something that's been occurring a lot. It's a lot of people are just in this, do you, I follow Gary Vee a lot. Um, uh, and he's also He's very straightforward though. Um, definitely not in my like woo center, like center person, but 
um, he's very much of like, you know, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but not everyone can be an entrepreneur in the sense of like, it takes a lot of inner work. It takes a lot of risk. It takes a lot of things that are occurring and it's, it's hard for a lot of people. And I think understanding that and becoming aware that maybe like, you know, maybe you think you want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you think you want to be a coach in the beginning, but as you said, the universe brings things to you that you're meant to do. So whether you think you want to be a coach or you think you want to be, you know, a YouTube star, but then all of a sudden you're writing a book, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. like you know, like, while like, you know, you, you quote unquote failed because I don't really believe in failure, but you failed in YouTube, but then it brought you to writing a book and that book brings you to being a bestseller and you could have never imagined that, you know, and that's how like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel like that's why I don't think everyone could be an entrepreneur because everyone has their own passion yes. um, and like purpose. And I think like really lining up to that and understanding that every failure will get you closer to that purpose, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. And I've, in fact, experienced it firsthand where I didn't think I would in so many different aspects of my life where I thought, again, we go back to that egoic nature, right? Ego had told me, these are the boxes that you are filling in. Yeah. And this is where you're kind of staying in your lane, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but universe was like, um, excuse me. No, that is not at all what's happening here because your highest good and your greatest, you know, life and experience is actually looking like this and it's, it can take you aback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So tell me a little bit about in terms of manifesting for the work that you do with your clients, Mm -hmm. what would be the top, let's call it three things, three items that you always advise your clients on when it comes to manifesting and also to not settling within their business. So items, you mean like what, what, what do they want to manifest? Asks, you know, like if you sit down with me today and I'm like, oh, this is what I want in my life and this is what I want to manifest. What would be your advice in terms of, okay, this is where we begin. I want you to look at this, this, and this. Okay. And for you to not settle, I want you to look at this, this, and this. All right, cool. So if let's go into like what they want to manifest. Okay. So my client comes in, they're like, okay, I want to manifest, you know, three clients uh, within the next, you know, three months or something. Um, Okay, cool. All right. So what I would first look at and first I would first dive into where they are in believing that they can hold space for those three clients. Because a lot of the time we look, especially in the the coaching world, especially um, in the entrepreneur world, we look at the income that the three clients bring. So we're like, we want three clients because it's going to it's going to give me a 10K month, you know? Or it's going to give me a 5k month. And I'm like, cool, that's awesome. But like, do you feel like you can hold space for three clients, which is a very big difference. And I think that's the first thing we dive into. Huge. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I was like, don't think about the income. I don't, I don't care. Like, of course I care about the income. Of course I want my clients to be independent, but like, I think like, first we have to understand, like, do you feel like you can hold space? Because if we can work through that, then we can freaking manifest three clients. Like it's all good. But if you don't feel like you can hold space for it, what's going to occur for you aiming for those three clients, it's you're going to feel disappointed because you didn't get those three clients because you didn't feel like you could hold space for those three clients. So I think that's the first thing we do is like, how can we hold space for this? Do you want to hold space for this? Then I love I, that. Yeah, I definitely dive into their money mindset um, and feeling like, of course, we dive into clients and we dive into their money mindset. That's like the next thing. 
uh, because if they want to reach a certain income, like we need to dive into a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of debunking and a lot of like repurposing um, and realigning themselves with unlimited abundance and understanding that they can have it all. They can have as much money as they want, but we need to like re realign ourselves with that and removing a lot of the myths. And then the last thing is honestly, I help them. Obviously I, I love affirmations. I think they're really powerful. Um, especially when you you're doing the inner work and you are aligning yourself with what you want and you're very clear on what you want. That's when affirmations work, right? Like once we do those and we stand in those affirmations and we feel out like what it would be like to have, you know, $8,000 or what would it be like to have, you know, that client you love and adore, like, how are they? And like really feeling into that and then embodying it in your day to day. So like as a six figure entrepreneur, are you going to be worried about constant clients? Of course not. Like, are you going to want to take a nap in the middle of the night? Yeah. The middle of the day. Yeah. Cause you can, cause you, you know, you have money in the bank, you're assured, you know, so I, I help them kind of start living as that person. Um, so we do all, and then of course, you know, strategy, so like, you know, we dive into marketing, we dive into all the strategy that's needed, but I think energetic wise, that's kind of what we always do. Um, and we stay high vibing throughout the whole thing. And of course, you know, as you know, depending on what level of like container they have me, you know, mm -hmm. they're feeling feelings, then we can dive into it like daily or, you know, on our calls or, you know, et cetera. But yeah, those are things that we dive into. And what was the second question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I tend to do that. I asked two, two first. <laughs> the second question was the same essentially, but what, in terms of not settling, because to me, that's a big topic, as I said at oh, the yeah. beginning of the podcast, and I think oh, we yeah. struggle with it so much. Oh yeah. Okay. So for not settling, I, I think I, I, what I asked them, it's like, what I have like a questionnaire um, of like, what, what is like your biggest dream? Like what would your perfect life look like you know um and then we we dive into what that is and we dive into where their life is and we dive into holding space to feeling those feelings like what what are you feeling in that perfect life you know are you feeling peace are you feeling you know relaxed are you feeling excitement are you feeling abundant like how can we bring that into your day-to-day -day right now so that it can come easier, right? So that's how manifestation works. It's like feeling your feelings now and feeling like it has already occurred, mm -hmm. diving into shadow work, releasing what is not letting you step into that and feeling into that, right? So we dive into that. And then of course, I just, I keep their vision really, like their why is the first thing we work on. It's like, okay, why do you want that? Like, why do you not want to settle? Like, what is it about settling mm -hmm. gets you? You know, and we dive into that because it's such, such important work. Like, if once you start understanding that you don't need to settle and you can have literally everything you fucking want in your life, like you're not going to settle. Like there's just, it's just not going to happen. Like you're going to continuously bring in more and more opportunities to get you to where you want. And it's not about lack of con like not being content. It's just knowing that you are made for more knowing that you are literally, yes. you know? Yes. Oh, so much to that. And that is a big part of knowing your own true worth mm -hmm. and knowing your own true power. Because once you actually know those things, like really know them. In fact, when you embody them, then no matter what happens, you are just not going to let it happen. It's that, it's that automatic self boundary. You're not going to allow yourself to compromise your values, your thoughts, your business, your anything that really matters to you for anything. And I think that that is a big deal. And I love that you're talking about holding space because 
on episode seven, we actually discussed so much about holding space for ourselves and for others and how much little nuance you can find in terms of holding space, right? So just as a bit of a throwback and also to encourage the listeners to go back and listen to episode seven if you haven't already, because it's a fun one. Get out. (laughs) But let me get your definition of what holding space means, especially in terms of your business. Okay. So holding space when it comes to, I guess, I guess since I work with a lot of content creators and coaches, like that's where I'm going to kind of dive into. Um, so when, when I think about holding space, um, I'll tell you from my personal opinion, I guess my personal experience, how can I personally like hold space and energy of another human being? Like, can I truly guide them and to my highest extent and to their highest extent, um, with what I have to offer. Right. So understanding that and understanding that I can continuously grow and grow that space. Like it's not, it's not limited. You know, I can continuously grow that space as I grow myself, you know, Mm -hmm. I do the work as I learn more, as I, you know, dive into boundaries and I dive into, you know, holding space correctly and not overgiving because then you feel drained and then under giving because then you're not doing you're doing a disservice it's like this beautiful balance and I think that comes with time and that Mm -hmm. comes experience um a lot of entrepreneurs want to go from like new coaches want to go from like zero clients to like 30 clients and I'm like you do not want to do that I was like you do not want to do that because you're not going to hold space for them in the way that you should you should and you should honor their space you know so I think it's like growing like continuously of course and sometimes it's quantum leaps you know sometimes you have these two clients and you're just like you're working on yourself so deeply and you're working on them so well that you are after those two clients you're able to you know hold space for 10 clients because it's just this quantum leap that you have the quantum leaps are fine but I think understanding that you definitely need to make sure that you are able to hold that space and also feel like a leader and that comes with like imposter syndrome and diving into all of that too um because sometimes you don't feel like you can hold space because you feel like you're not a leader you're not an authority enough or you don't have xyz experience to hold space for that many people and that's all because you haven't done that inner work because once you do that inner work you're like of course i can hold space for that many people like duh like i've done it before (laughs) i think (laughs) i think it's understanding that too oh i love that yes a hundred percent agree with everything that you said and it's powerful in a business setting too in the sense that as you said am i really going to be able to hold space for these people and serve them to their highest good or am i going to be feeling bogged down and overburdened and like i'm losing my mind and that's a disservice to both of you exactly exactly all parties yeah. And that's why like, you know, your offers, as you continuously grow your business, you're creating different offers. Right. So I think being very intentional with what you're creating is really important. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. Um, and that's why I think I'm so obsessed with like being aligned in your business, being aligned with your offers, because I learned the opposite. And I was just like, they're just like, this is what you have to do. This is like, and it was exhausting. Um, so I think like, really feeling aligned with what you're offering and the energy that's behind everything you're offering has to be aligned with where you eventually want to be in your life and in your, you know, et cetera. With your soul. You've got to be able to align with your own core values. Yes, 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 exactly. You took exactly what I meant. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad. I was, uh, what, what is it, that old phrase, picking out what you were putting down? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of, now that I'm, I'm, I'm sitting back here and listening to everything that you're saying, and I'm someone who, as a matter of fact, I, I burn the candle at both ends, is what I always say, because I'm so freaking fiery that I didn't even, I was one of those kids. I didn't even crawl. I just ran, (laughs) you know, like it's just the way that I do things. And I think that I've had to learn painfully over, not painfully in a bad way, but have had to learn with a lot of consciousness over the last couple of years that patience and observation and willingness to have grace for yourself and the people that you want to serve is key because sometimes people aren't ready to be there for themselves either so it's not just you holding space for them but them holding space for themselves too yes exactly exactly um and also understand i think as as a coach a lot of time you feel responsible for your clients um, and oh yeah, so that, much. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, they're not, you know, whatever, achieving X, Y, Z. Um, and like, I get where it comes from, and it comes from such a pure, beautiful place. But it also, you have to understand that your clients are, for the most part, grown women or grown men that, like, you know, are able to take responsibility for their own life and able to, you know, really step into their power. And you can't always feel guilty. And I think like if you don't know how to overcome that and you're continuously taking more and more clients without understanding that part, mm-hmm. you're going to feel so drained and so like, like overworked continuously is what I, is what I always see when they're not understanding how to truly hold space and set boundaries and understand that their clients, they have to do the work, you know, you can't do the work for them. Like, yes, <laughs> that's just the way it is, you know, and everything. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's one of the toughest lessons too. It's a oh, bit yeah. of it's so hard. <laughs> it's a bit of that mother hen kicking in because you wanna like yes, you're like let me take them. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take them by the hand and like come on, but you know you absolutely have to observe and also holding space for yourself in terms of your work, if, especially if you're a coach. Let's let's keep it yeah. along those lines. But I would say even if you're not, I would say almost an almost in every kind of business that you're running, you also have to give yourself permission to hold space and acknowledge that sometimes the person or persons or situation may not be serving you. So it could be even better for you to release and move on through so that something else can be brought forth. Because again, I go back to the same idea of trying to force things. Sometimes we think, oh, but this is what I want and this is what it's gonna look like and this is going to have to happen because it's my dream. And if the pieces aren't there for whatever reason, it's better for everyone if you give yourself the ability of having grace and becoming the gentle observant and releasing and allowing yourself to move through so that you can pull away. And you can say, oh, this served me and I served it for X, Y, Z for that period of time. But now it's time to go. And I say that because there are situations where you'll come across a situation or a person who are demanding so much of you. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And it's beyond settling at that point is is almost uh, emptying your cup completely for them because you care so much. Mm -hmm. But then 
what that with the resentment that builds up and the tiredness that comes with it and the depletion that comes with it is not worth it. And yeah. it's difficult. It's difficult to have to cut a situation or a person off. Very well, difficult. You're breaking up with someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. it is. It's exactly it. It's a breakup. And I say that even in terms of like a yoga practice, because I've had to do that in my life. I've had yeah. to walk away from some yoga practices that I loved. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you have to break up with it. And that's, that's also something why like, when it comes to charging, uh, that's why I do believe like mm, mm-hmm. you have to charge what feels aligned. I, I don't like the worst, but I understand why we say it because it's the easiest thing to like understand. But like your your worth like is not like able to be like quantified. You know what I mean? Like your worth is so so freaking much. But I get it. Um, so I think like when coaches are charging like you know let's say $250 a month and you have like weekly calls with this person and you have like, you know, daily boxer with them. And you're just like, you know, auditing all these things, like all of this goes into it. And it's so much energy that you're constantly doing that like the frequency of money that's coming in is not equal to it. Right. So you continuously feel drained. You, you start feeling resentment because you are working your ass off you know and overworking yeah yeah and you're not really bringing in the money that is is desired for that equal exchange of energy so that's why i do believe high ticket is really important uh for for anyone who is devoting their physical time and energy to someone yeah and i think it's a way of honoring yourself too Mm -hmm. because again you're putting the time and energy in the the heart into it the passion into it so it takes something from you and as as someone who was like say on the on the receiving end of that I wouldn't want to go to someone and feel like I'm taking advantage of them by not paying them what I think they're worth you know what I mean so it goes the same way for you you should be able to respect and honor yourself enough to say Mm -hmm. listen this is what I bring to the table And this is what I need in terms of the energetic exchange and in the, in the, you know, it's weird when you talk about energetic exchanges with money, but it it does work. Energy, Yeah. Money is energy. And so it relates. So I think a lot of times too, in the spiritual community, we have a tendency to want to keep both of them completely separate. Yeah. And they're not. not. Exactly. So it's good to remember, no, they go hand in hand. Hang on a second. And if you're going to be giving forth, then something has to come back as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, giving yourself permission to walk away from what you need to walk away from yeah. and also deepen whatever it is that you need to deepen. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. I think it's a huge part of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it, Amber. Well, we are running out of time, but would you leave us with some advice on how to become empowered in our businesses and in our day-to-day lives? And if you have any other words that you want to leave the listeners with, then please feel free. Yes. Okay. For sure. Um, So how to become empowered in your business and in your everyday life is every day, obviously wake up to gratitude. Um, Every day set an intention of what you want to do, everything that you are putting out there, you, sh- you should be setting an intention towards like everything, 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 like nothing goes without an intention. Um, Cause sometimes when we are just in robot mode, we 
lose sight of what we want and we lose mm-hmm. sight of what we're trying to go. So I think like getting into the habit of intentionally putting out things and intentionally becoming aligned with the frequency that we are wanting to have. So if you want to like be aligned with abundance, step into that every single day, like put a sticky note on your, uh, you know, on your laptop, on your phone. Like I am abundant. I am super abundant. Everything I do and touch and say is abundant and brings in t- 10 times more abundant. Right. And understanding that you are a spiritual being and you are an infinite being, or, or you don't have to understand that you're a spiritual being, but you're an infinite freaking source of light and that you can have absolutely anything you want and desire it's just choosing to and choosing to do the work when you do step into that want and understanding that once you do that work the universe is going to align with you and make shit happen for you in the best most freaking phenomenal magical miraculous ways that you could never imagine (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it yes i think that is the perfect place to leave it and last but not least where can the listeners find you yeah, I definitely hang out on Instagram all the time. <laughs> uh, so definitely come hang out there. Uh, my IG is at Amber Alexis underscore coaching. Um, and then I also have a Facebook group that it's all about like coaches and content creators just growing and, you know, supporting each other. It is a sisterhood. It's called the Action Queens. Um, so come hang out there too. And Ooh, just awesome, I love that. Awesome support daily um, and weekly. So hope to see you guys there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Alexis. It was such a joy to have you with me today. And I hope that we can do this again soon. (laughs) I had such a good time. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. You're incredible. Oh, thank you. So there you have it, wonderful souls. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions about manifesting or if you want me to go deeper into any of the topics that we covered today, then please email me info at nourishingpaths.com. And you know that you can find me on Instagram as well. That is at nourishing underscore paths. I am so grateful that you joined us today. Don't forget to leave a review, share with your friends, and keep on listening. And I will talk to you next time.